going to make chai and make it after this. That's why I'm drinking right now is some chai. Otherwise, otherwise I'll be very grumpy on the podcast. So yeah, yeah. Did you see? and welcome back to another episode of two substitutes it's been a long time and today i'm joined by miss octavia uh no uh, <laughs> nipun <laughs> welcome nipun how are you great to be with you varun where's your where's your better half where the second half of the substitutes second half of the substitutes is with his wife right now <laughs> oh my goodness you've been replaced, with his actual bro. better half <laughs> yeah exactly i was going to say his actual better half yeah <laughs> How are mm-hmm. how are things going with you? Um the strange good things. man life life is good all things considered. Yeah. Um you know people have it million times diffic- more difficult than um you, I do. I was I was going to say you and I but I don't know. No no same That's same yeah. Presumptuous of me. Have a job uh, at least. Exactly have a job. Uh, everyone in my family is healthy. Um yeah. my friends are healthy. Octavia is doing well. and um you know and you know i wasn't uh, my my hometown was kind of destroyed a little bit this past week uh, oh, cyclone oh, oh yeah, yeah yeah so i grew up in calcutta so oh yeah uh, a lot of my friends have experienced significant damage to their homes and you know people are so so it's uh, anyway my point is that all things considered i i couldn't be better yeah So your family is still in Kolkata or you live in Delhi? No, yeah, my family is in Delhi now. Yeah, yeah. But so I lived in Calcutta until I moved to the states. So all of my friends and all of my uh, okay. you know, I still consider Calcutta to be my hometown uh, even now because you know, I've never lived in India for an extended period of time outside of Calcutta. Mhm. Mhm. So hope everyone is safe there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, people. What about you? Things okay for you? Yeah, things are okay. Same. It's good to have a job at least. And exactly. Parents are getting bored though at home. They are by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> My sister is also not at home, so they are just getting bored. Cannot go out. Where, where are your parents again? Yeah, uh, Greater Noida, close to Delhi. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They usually go on walks in the morning, so they cannot do that now. <laughs> right. You know, I try to explain to my friends here that. you know our lockdown yeah. is just nothing compared to the lockdown in many other parts of the world right yeah. like my family you know uh, living in those small apartments and stuff yeah um, but people here are so privileged sometimes they don't realize that but, yeah some of them are yeah. still not wearing masks i see <laughs> exactly exactly yeah <laughs> so yeah this podcast was just to get dig into your brains as, because you are the researcher so you can exp- you can talk a bit about covid-19 then uh, we can go into some brief football discussions whatever football we are having <laughs> yeah sounds good i'm happy so, to talk about that yeah oh by the way i did uh, answer all your questions on the instagram quiz that you were doing but i didn't get anything <laughs> i <laughs> I'll have another one today bro every okay. Sunday now I'm going to do. Okay. So 
so get ready <laughs> okay i'll i'll study <laughs> good <laughs> okay so yeah what's the what's the latest update on covid-19 from your research or your point of view well for me to answer that question i need to know where what was the last thing you heard for me to, to tell you what's the latest so what's the um last thing i saw was on twitter today <laughs> the, the oh, okay. Jap- the, i mean i mean i'm talking about globally so japan is i think uh beginning to ease the restrictions as the cases yeah. there are dropping rapidly i think but yeah. in us uh, i'm not sure what's the update yeah so the us the numbers are dropping the numbers of new deaths that is are dropping Mm-hmm. Of ca- the number of daily cases on the other hand have remained pretty stable around 20000 cases new cases every day um, okay across the country total uh but the the problem with most of the data we have across the world is it's inconsistent in how it's procured as right. well as uh, as well as uh, interpreted right so for example the us like uh, the, those 20000 cases if you break it down state by state there's a great variance right so yeah. if you look at wyoming they have like four or five six cases every day you look at new york they have you know 1200 something cases every day I, yeah. I, that's that's an estimate by the way that's not exact i don't remember i haven't looked at it but so there's a great variance and there's also variance in how those tests are being done which tests are being included yeah. um, so so the data is kind of is dirty and shouldn't be taken exactly uh down to the numbers uh, but what the data is showing are certain trends and i think we should focus on those trends which is that the number of cases in the us are not reducing the number of deaths are which is encouraging um okay and countries like india bharat brazil pakistan russia the numbers of cases are increasing significantly <laughs> Yeah I read Brazil is the new hotspot now it's it passed New York for, for the number of for the uh, cases yeah that's correct so Brazil so with Brazil their uh, their fearless leader uh, Bolsonaro uh, was also taking the hard line of this is you know a conspiracy it's not a real thing it's like the flu yeah. all of those lines of judgment and when when you have the and people i think people kind of over or i should sorry i should say underestimate the impact that has on a citizenry yeah like when when your leaders are basically telling you that yeah it's not a big deal your reaction even if you're like me and you're a scientist and you keep play pay close attention to the data it actually kind of feeds into your mind a little bit so right yeah yeah so i think you, that's had a huge impact yeah here also same thing the like the people who voted for the leaders they will go based on what the with the leaders are saying so right exactly injecting bleach and stuff is uh, <laughs> <laughs> bleach and uv light and hydroxychloroquine and what not it's the same in india also some did you hear about gomutra so for others listening it's it's calpis oh god yeah, yeah that was early that was early on hopefully that that i did yeah, 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 down <laughs> yeah there was a so for context there was a video that went around on the number one 
pseudoscience site in the world, which is the app WhatsApp. Uh, yeah. That basically said <laughs> that you can cure COVID-19 by drinking the urine of a cow. And uh, to say that there's no scientific evidence for this is probably the nicest thing you can say about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this has provided some entertainment. Maybe <laughs> laughter is the best medicine, they say, right? So hearing right. that maybe helps out in some way. <laughs> Unfortunately, laughter is uh, not the best medicine for COVID-19. We could all, uh, we could just watch some uh, stand-up specials and things would yeah. be okay. <laughs> so yeah, also for, for UK, I, so I read today, what was his name? Mr. Cummings or something? There was some... Uh, like, I missed this, honestly. So the prime minister said, right, you cannot visit your family members and stuff uh, and other people just stay at home, save lives, save NHS. Mm-hmm. But then this, his, uh, his own person. Which is again, ironic, ironic coming from Boris, right? The guy that helped yeah, he, yeah. the NHS funding. Yeah, it's great irony there. But yeah, it's so also sorry, weird that he is? had coronavirus and still exactly. he's, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry, I, I cut you off. So, what did his assistant? So, yeah, he's he's uh, one of the members of his government. Uh, his name is Donald Cummings or some Cummings. I don't know, but what is it with all the bloody Donalds, man? Being idiots. <laughs> that's the question. Don, anyway, hey, don't, hey, Donald Duck is. Uh, Donald Duck yeah. is okay. Probably the only yeah. respectable Donald I know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he decided to visit his uh, family members, and then people were saying, "How? Why are the rules different for?" Like you and for civilians, it's different. Right. Basically, the examples you said are not. I mean, there was a yeah. There was an article that looked um, that um, wasn't written by, but I guess uh, it was ghostwritten. But it was basically about this guy who was in the same COVID ward as uh, as uh, Apna Boris. Oh. And it basically, it basically showed you the answer to your question, which is how, why is, why are things different for you versus some random person? Yeah. And the idea is if you're Boris Johnson, you have, you know, every available resource, but if you're a regular old person, you're not going to get nearly that level of care. And right. attention. Yeah. And that's, that was something that epidemiolo- epidemiologists and scientists tried to highlight at the start of this, which is that. COVID-19 will have disparate um, effects on different kinds of people. So if you're mm-hmm. in a lower socioeconomic class, if you have pre-existing conditions, if you're, um, you know, if you're at home during a lockdown and you, su- and you suffer some domestic abuse, like this is not going to affect everyone the same way. And yeah. basically it's going to highlight the inbuilt inequalities in our society and I, I think it really has yeah so as of now we are still not certain right what so are we sure of the like symptoms at least for now or even that is yeah I think so I think I think there's some uh, there's a strong degree of scientific consensus on what the long uh, one what the symptoms are uh, I mean there's some variation but you know basically you're talking about you're going to have some flu-like symptoms, you know, cold, cough, temperature. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have, because it's an upper, it starts in an upper respiratory uh, infection. It also has a lower respiratory infection uh, um, 
um, component to it. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see all of those symptoms. Now, there's some additional symptoms that have been agreed upon that are still debated. Yeah, so the so, idea that, go ahead. Yeah, that's what I was uh, uh, wondering about, like, the additional symptoms that you... Yeah, so one example is the, the idea of uh, people losing their, uh, their sense of smell and taste and or mm. taste before they get a fever. Yeah. And that has not been consistent. Not mm. everyone has had that, but it seems that a lot of people... So there's a strong correlation, it seems. Yeah. So that's why it was adopted into the guidelines because at this moment when you don't know enough about something, right. it is better to err on the side of safety, right? Of caution, caution. Yeah. Yeah. than to miss something. So because, because, you know, what is your cost benefit here? Your cost is you may get paranoid a little bit because you've lost your sense of smell and you may get a test. That's the, that's the cost of, the, uh, of this, right? Where the benefit is that you realize that you might be sick and you'll quarantine yourself, yeah. you'll get help. So the cost-benefit ratio in this scenario is so heavily weighted on the benefit that even though it's not scientifically completely, uh, uh, doesn't have a scientific high degree of confidence, it just makes sense to adopt that as a symptom as well. Yeah. And what about the people who don't show symptoms, but they... Yeah. The, so that's a very interesting thing that people are studying more and more and more as uh, as we get more samples, mm-hmm. meaning we increase the power of our data. Yeah. It seems that a number of people... Now, now the thing is that depending on what study you're looking at, mm-hmm. the, the number that you're going to get is very, very different. And the reason for that is it's all contingent on how you're sampling, uh, right. you know, like, uh, so for, for those of your listeners who may not know what I'm talking about, think about like doing a survey, right? If you do yeah. a survey of whether so- people like soccer in, in Indianapolis, if you were to do a survey, uh, say you're, you think you're doing a, uh, a just an unbiased survey, but just because of the fact that you don't have a car, your yeah. survey is going to only include people who are Limited. within a four, five, six, seven block radius of your house. Right? Yeah. Uh, and then you're going to assume that because you randomly chose the houses within those seven blocks, you have a representative sample. Whereas that's not true because You'll where you live, yeah. exactly where you live is biased by your socioeconomic status, your race, right. your, uh, you know, there are many factors built into what you can afford, where you can live. Yeah. So the similar thing applies to uh, the way you sample data in this in, in these studies. So that was a long-winded way of saying, based, depending on what study you look at, you're going to get a very different answer for how many people are asymptomatic. Some people suggest that it's probably about 10%, 5 to 10%, which is the more conservative estimate. Mm-hmm. And then you have some studies that have a rate of 60 70% asymptomatic patients right yeah it's a big big variance and you know inbuilt in that is also uh, biases on how good your test is right right? so what we know now is that the best tests we have the best tests we have have an error rate of about one in ten tests Mm -hmm. so one in ten COVID-19 patients will show negative even though they're actually COVID-19 positive okay so so all of this data, the, uh, the, re- the reason I'm mentioning all this is eventually what's going to happen is people will do a meta-analysis, in which mm-hmm. case they'll combine tens, hundreds of studies and then give us a better estimate of what the rate actually is. Because the individual studies right now, like I'm saying, is just biased by 
what the right. testing scenario was so so basically your input or your uh, research should include everything so you ha- so the more time you spend on getting all of this data the more better the the better the final research output would be <laughs> yeah no that that's yeah. true but it's also limited <laughs> by you know other things right so a lot of the data is being collected at hospitals doctors go in and out so you need to have some sort of control on the data as well so you can't just leave it going forever and some mm. people are doing that some people are currently doing longitudinal studies i'm sure i mean i don't know this for sure but okay. it's almost certain that people are doing that but you know with people with people desperate for answers you also have to give them short term answers to lead us in the right direction right yeah so for uh, in your mind vaccine would be the only real uh solution to this issue right so because i heard this might come back again in the fall or we don't know yeah i mean first of all it's not going away right like yeah. people are talking about the second wave as though we are over the the worst days of the first wave yeah. i don't think we are i mean i really don't i mean in the us maybe given that uh the number of deaths are going down right now but let's look at what has happened in the us in the last week cities are opening up people right. are going to restaurants people are going to bars there was this this horrific video and i'm so i get so angry with myself uh when i open twitter as the first thing in the morning because it just kind yeah. of sets me off in a negative tone the rest of the day because i saw this video out of uh, the ozarks this morning mm-hmm. where like hundreds of people are just partying at, by the pool yeah. they're hanging out and you know it looks like it looks like they're on spring break without recognizing that almost 100,000 people in the in the US have died in in the first death i think people don't realize this the first death in the US was late february the last week of february so in 3 months in 3 yeah. months yeah 100,000 people in the US have died yeah and and it just it just beggars belief that people are still not recognizing how dangerous this can be anyway that was a total tangent No, yeah, but yeah. I understand. Yeah, I I get frustrated also because I like you see people, other people doing their best to stay at home, but then some because of some the whole thing is uh, back to square one. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and 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 look, the 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 reason I mentioned that it's not gone away is because it means that the, this virus won't just disappear and then re- have to reemerge. from some animal reservoir in mm. the fall which is kind of what we believe happened uh, again there's a lot of gray area here and i, I was just been reading right. this book uh, on the 1918 flu epidemic oh. uh, pandemic uh, and one of the theories is that there was a reorganization of the virus in the second wave mm. that doesn't even need to happen here because people are just keeping this going and yeah. there'll be enough people sick taking us into the fall when there likely be this so called second wave that the numbers will shoot up again but i'm not convinced like i said that the numbers aren't about to shoot up in the next 10 days uh, across so we, the we, country we still have to worry about the first wave <laughs> yeah exactly i think we are very much in the first wave and i think you know the the thing that bothers me is yes the number of deaths has gone down marginally right yeah. it's not a huge reduction it's gone down marginally but the number of cases is remaining constant and now mm-hmm. when you're opening this up when you're opening this whole thing up the cases will increase and deaths yeah. will also likely increase so uh, oh and uh, by the way one one more thing that uh, i yeah. should talk about since you talked about the uh, it returning yeah. there's this idea 
of uh, herd, the herd immunity, right? So for yeah. for your li- listeners who may not know what that is, essentially it's the idea that if you vaccine, so let's just take vaccination because it's actually easy, easier to understand. Mm-hmm. Say there are 10 people in a room, okay? And you give nine of them coronavirus. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. You give nine of them uh, the coronavirus vaccine. Okay. <laughs> okay. And and uh, and then you introduce coronavirus into the room. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the likelihood of anyone getting sick is one out of ten. Okay. Yeah. And it'll stop there. That's it. So one percent of your population got sick. Right. Um, now, if you give it. What we believe herd immunity for, uh, and there's another way to do this. Say out of those 10 people, nine people were exposed to coronavirus and they mm-hmm. came into the room and then you threw in coronavirus. If immunity exists, only one person gets sick. That's the idea of herd immunity. Okay. Yeah. The, the estimate for herd immunity for the US is about 75, is about 70, 90% right now for coronavirus. That's what the estimate well, is. Okay. Our seroprevalence, meaning how many people we believe has exposed to, to the virus is 3.5%. Okay, so we are not even close to herd immunity. Yeah. Even even countries that didn't do the lockdown, such as Sweden, yeah, they you know they basically their uh, Agnelli or whatever that guy's name is, who will go down in infamy in in history. <laughs> Mark my words, that guy will be a person written in the history books uh, for horrible decision making. He said that by May twenty first or something like that. I don't remember the date. Sometime in yeah. May. He believed that thirty percent of Sweden's population would uh, would be uh, would be exposed to the virus, would have antibodies against the virus. The numbers out of Sweden are five to eight percent. So even without the lockdown, mm-hmm. they are nowhere close to herd immunity. And what has happened? If you look at the numbers out of Sweden, yeah, horrible numbers. Their their per capita death is one of the highest in the world, highest one of the high, higher than the US, by the way. Uh, so mm-hmm. it just shows that. People who make made irresponsible decisions and kind of yeah. played with people's lives are, if, hopefully, in my opinion, eventually going to be held responsible. But who knows? You know, politics is a completely different yeah. uh, scenario. Anyway. Yeah, I was reading about Sweden early on. I like they were not following any, and then people were wondering why, what was why are the cases not <laughs> going up at that point of time. But then, <laughs> yeah, because what happens with the virus like this is you need enough people early on to be exposed for that yeah. to be an exponential phase, right? So basically right. with when you, this comes down to the idea of R not or basically the like yeah, yeah, the number I, of people. Yeah. Yeah. So early on Sweden, there weren't enough people to spread the virus. And once they hit that exponential phase, then you saw a massive, it, it, actually yeah. this happened to every country, right? So if you look at the data out of China, the U S there's a lag phase where things are kind of stable and then it goes straight yeah. up. And that's when you've hit that, um, enough people to start to spread the virus exponentially. Right. So in Germany and in countries like Korea and Germany, they did a better job than other countries, right? Yeah. At testing. Least, yeah. In testing. Testing. Yeah. No, exactly. And the, the reason there's have been relative success stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, as my, my, I talked about my brother, I uh, talk about my brother, sorry, talk to my brother about this all, all the time. Sorry about that. Is he also, a, uh, he, uh, no, he, he's not a scientist. He's, okay. he's, a, uh, he's, uh, just one of the smartest people I know. Okay. So I like talking to him about it because he gives me a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, he reminds me that yes, Germany may have strong data, but they've also had a lot of deaths, which is true. And what right. Germany did, 
and South Korea did is they really ramped up testing and they are able to test on any given day significant percentage of their population. And mm. that's not the case in the United States because no. our testing rates right now are about 300,000 tests a day. Yeah. Which remember, we, there were about 350 million people in the world. Right. Uh, so not in the world, in the United <laughs> States. <laughs> yeah, I remember they were saying we need 20 million maybe in a day or something like that. Not 20 million right now, dude, even way less than that. So uh, <clears throat> the Harvard Global Health Institute did an analysis and they said by Ma- May 15th, which is yeah. already a deadline that has gone past, uh, the num- amount of tests should have been around a million a day. Mm. And that was sufficient to help control the virus. The United States isn't even doing that. They're doing a third of that. And that number will continue to increase, right? So by yeah. uh, June 1st, that number should be around, th- I'm totally making this number up, but it, it, probably two, three, three million, probably double of what uh, it was on May 15th. And we won't get to that mark either. Okay. Yeah, I think I saw a John Oliver episode. I think maybe I'm talking about like to get perfect testing or something. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Be, yeah. yeah. But they are nowhere close. They are, they are not even in a million, like you said. So yeah, exactly. Not even close. Um, so talking about we talked about Germany. We, yeah, but thanks for your uh, inputs on this. Of course, my hopefully friend. this will help. But we talked about Germany and Bundesliga has returned, coming back to football. <laughs> what are your opinions on that? Um. Look, I, I'm not watching the Bundesliga, not because I don't think it's a good league. I just, in my own way of um, protest, protest, <laughs> um, I don't think it was the right decision. Yeah. Um, if, if of all the countries in the world, if anyone could pull it off, it was probably Germany, right? Mm-hmm. Because they are they have a responsible government, a responsible leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think it was a wrong decision to start playing football at this junction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it will have consequences eventually. And I think it has given... Uh, the biggest problem for me is that it's given other leagues this yep. false sense of security. And that's what worries me the most. So so my takeaway is that I, I will not watch Bundesliga this year. Um, right. And, you know, we'll, we'll see in the future. So so if you ask me about any of the games, I have zero <laughs> idea, zero context. I've not watched a minute of Bundesliga. So I'll give. I don't know if you know this, but I think because because of like what you said, because of Bundesliga now, La Liga is also set to return on June. Correct. So, and the Premier League is even though they have positive tests in the in the players, they are talking about uh, sometime in. But some players in, are opposed to like uh, Danny Rose and uh, Troy Dini can't they even are, show up for one of the training sessions. But then and and good on them. Yeah, know, good on them. Yeah, and I saw the, this. There are a few people on social media that really irk me. And there's this one person um, who basically said that if they don't come to training, they shouldn't get paid. And I think that is one of the most irresponsible things I've heard a human being say, because you're talking about uh, someone having to decide between a paycheck and the life of their daughter. You really think that's that's a serious consideration. I don't know. They're just like people really piss me off sometimes. Yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> I mean, I I like at least. So, how do you think your club? I know this this is not about one club or your club, my club. But how do you think your club has uh, as last this question has fared? Because you know, 
early on some of the clubs were uh, furloughing their staff at least they learned from it right and i don't know about other clubs what uh, but i think united did a good job uh, yeah. i think united uh, you know they they really invo- they've uh, along with city also a little bit they've invested significantly in the community in the nhs they yeah. didn't follow any staff they didn't follow any players they didn't ask players to take a pay cut i think they did everything right with covid-19 and that's not the case for liverpool and spurs in particular uh, and some other clubs so uh, for as much as liverpool tries to portray itself as the every man club uh, every man's uh, club you know like a socialist uh, yeah. ideology the truth is that they are owned by capitalists john henry and um their behavior will always be modeled by that i right. think what happened with liverpool is because clubs uh, i think what happened was because clubs saw the reaction to li- what uh, what liverpool and spurs did oh, i think yeah. that's why clubs like united and chelsea and stuff were like no we we're not going to do that because we know the backlash is coming and it's not worth a few million here and there to have that bad pr but i will say that i think before that before liverpool even for i think I, uh, my, uh, my team also chelsea did a really good job also they had uh, like the ho- the hotel that they have they gave it to nhs for yeah. especially being in a london area it made mm-hmm. and also some other things also they are doing a lot for the community so it's good to see at least it makes me <laughs> proud <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And and I to be what I'm saying is that Spurs were the first one to come out and say we're following stuff. That was like 10 yeah. days before Liverpool, right? Yeah. I think your club, my club. Uh see, I I don't uh, I guess maybe I'm cynical. I just don't think that these that they did it for the, any reason other than the fact that they recognized that the reaction to Spurs the decision was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean we never know. At least they did the right thing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, Overall yeah. they did the right thing. History will show that they did the right thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, I think we are almost done with to end. I had a few general questions. Are you watching sure. any new movies or shows? <laughs> yeah, so I was just telling you off air. I watched this show, this Indian show on Amazon called Patal Lok. Patal Lok. And it's it's one of the better shows i've ever seen come out of india um it is like it's really really good i uh, i watched uh, i've been so i've been writing a lot for uh my buddy kevin johnson's website softtakes.com yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. while i'm doing that i have the office on in the background um which is just one of the best shows ever and what else i've uh, i've oh i've been watching a lot of wrestling documentaries that we oh, document yeah I think so, I saw one that uh, that's on YouTube it's about uh, what's his name the guy who like died and killed his family also so oh, Chris Benoit Chris Benoit yeah yeah mm-hmm. that exactly so it's called La- Dark Side of the Ring yeah um which is uh, on Vice TV uh and you know basically what I do is I, uh, hopefully they're not listening but there's this thing called Philo TV <laughs> which has vice tv as a part of it so i just sign up for trials for philo tv and <laughs> but that's that's available on free uh, for free on youtube <laughs> i think it comes on to youtube like 2 3 oh, weeks after okay, the okay. episode because that chris benoit episode was uh, was aired in early february uh, uh mid mid february i believe or march okay i think yeah, i was so suge- yeah, sorry go ahead no no go ahead You should watch Community also have you seen Oh of course dude I watched Community when it was on air I was one of the few people to actually watch Community while it was on the Yeah air. same I just I was rewatched was it, it. 
first three seasons and the last four last two seasons are if we know what happened in the yes, last exactly. season as well yeah <laughs> yeah i agree but it just, it's just one of the greatest shows man yeah. it's so so good such a such a well written brilliant show yeah and so there good. are jokes within jokes you you exactly. miss exactly yeah <laughs> there are many easter eggs and that was the brilliance of dan harman and his yeah. way of writing and uh, and uh, i mean how funny is it's such a funny show like there's so many great quotes and stuff but Troy and Abed. some of the Troy and Abed in the morning like Troy and Abed are the greatest duo in yes greatest bromance exactly <laughs> in tv history like the greatest they're so funny so funny Troy and Abed in the morning oh, nights one time <laughs> hot, 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 hot. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> the darkest um, i think yeah some of the, they didn't win any emmys also they should have for some of the they should have yeah. you know i i was watching the darkest timeline episode and i kept thinking to myself who the hell in the world rolled the dice on making a decision on us and we we've ended up in the darkest timeline yeah, in exactly. covid and cyclops <laughs> <laughs> you should li- they have so joel mckell and uh, ken jong have their own podcast also it's called the See, darkest I, i tried listening to it i it wasn't that good uh, Really? Oh, maybe. Should, should so I I watch it rather than listen to it. So okay. they they invite the other community people. So I get nostalgic. I think watching them. Okay, maybe I should give it another chance because there's it started with uh, um, with Ken Jong showing up on the Office uh, podcast, which is the Office uh, Ladies, yeah, which yeah. is Pam and Pam and uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, God, I'm forgetting. Uh, Jesus I, Christ. Yeah, yeah, Angela Pamanagela. <laughs> so yeah. the two of them are uh basically doing this podcast and Ken Jong was on like episode 4 or 5. Yeah. And and Pam told uh Pam, sorry, Jenna Fisher, what's her real name? Told Ken Jong like you and Joel should do a version of oh, this. So they okay. started doing this. Uh <laughs> and I listened to the first episode and maybe I should go back to give them another chance uh, I just didn't think yeah. it was try watching it on youtube i think it's more fun. also I, they had this virtual table read i did see that i yeah. did see that donald glover uh, was also in it donald glover i also watched like the after show of that and that oh, was oh yeah 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 <laughs> that was really funny Pe- pedro pascal lost it <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah in donation exactly <laughs> that's hilarious um well that's good and any other shows you would recommend so I I I watched movies so I watched Extraction I had fun watching it it's a fun popcorn movie Yeah uh other shows I I struggle with the names right off the top but I I I watch almost every day everything <laughs> Nice yeah we we have time to do so do that I started <laughs> I started watching this uh too hot to handle no nope, don't watch it Not worth. No, my my girlfriend, uh, fiance watches that, and I have zero desire to watch that. So. Yeah, th- that's how bored I was that one day. I started. <laughs> I <gave up. laughs> exactly. But I'll send you other episodes if I find. I'll send you. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, thanks for joining, Nipun. This was of fun. Of course, it's my pleasure, Varun. Good talking to you. Take care of yourself, and uh, yeah, you, you too. Stay healthy. Stay safe, and also congrats on your engagement. Thanks had. I appreciate that bro. Uh, yeah. She's she doesn't she doesn't know what she signed up for. So. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Yeah. Take care. Enjoy your parley ji and chai. <laughs> Thanks bro. <laughs> Bye. 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 Stay safe.